right. Hello. Welcome to the Conjecture and Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey. And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Great. Pretty good. Pretty good. Doing good. Doing good. We got, uh, we're wearing outfits. I, I just ran to the room to get an outfit on because these guys came <laughs> fully prepared um, for this, the movie we're watching this week, Train to Busan. Uh, I was just wearing like an Amneville Horror like t-shirt, you know, thinking like, oh, maybe these guys are going to dress up this week and go balls out. And then I come on the Zoom call and Laura is dressed like the, the train attendant in the beginning that with the crooked scarf. Uh, so she has all that stuff on perfectly and greg is one of the baseball players he has baseball hat bat blood on his face all that stuff and then i was just sitting there with my t-shirt so i'm like oh my god i gotta figure something out so yeah i just ran to the room i got a white button-up shirt and put blood all over it so um, i'm not gonna say where i got the blood from but uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so you know, I probably ru- I ruined the shirt. There's no way this is coming out, but, you know, it's okay. It, it made for a good five-second picture, so I guess it was worth it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, we're doing Train to Busan this week. Um, let's see what we're drinking now. You know, we got what we're wearing. Let's see what we're drinking here. I can do it. I can. <laughs> you want to try to do it live, Greg? You want to try to do it live again? Let's see, Greg. Go for it. <laughs> What's in the cups? <laughs> God, let me uh, let me do the drop anyway, just in case. I right, did, not did the drop. Good. Okay. The, the right. drop's better. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah you know, you have right. to get me. You know, the, the scene plays out sequentially. You have to really get into the vibe. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a okay. while. Let's do that the drop. Was, mm-hmm. That made my night. <laughs> What's in the cups? Okay, now we can now we can compare the two and see uh, see if I have a new drop. Might be able to get an update. Be uh, be Greg two point oh, you know. Yeah, Shoot. yeah. So uh, so what are you drinking there, Greg? What are you drinking tonight? I actually have a South Korean beer. It's Ooh. called Hite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they've been in business since nineteen thirty three. Apparently, looks pretty good. Let's see how it goes. Nice, nice, cool. <laughs> okay. Nice. And it just is, tastes like beer. <laughs> I was gonna say, is is it just it just tastes like a wheat beer, like a like a golden golden ale or something like that. I mean, yeah, it just tastes like a, like, just like a Miller Lite. But, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It kind of feels like it's gone through a, a long transit over the ocean or something. I can't really put my finger on it. You didn't just like go to Bethel and get it or something like that. No, I've I've had it in my fridge for maybe a year. Wow, <laughs> wow, it's interesting. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, cool, cool. Um, That's really what, cool. Yeah, what are you What are you drinking, Laura? Uh, kind of along the same lines as Greg, I am drinking a soju sunrise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so soju is Korea's national drink or spirit. And so I bought it just for this pod and because I've never had it before and I wanted to try it. And I mixed it with um, orange juice and a little bit of uh, soda water and I garnished with lime and orange. And I have to say, they they compare it to like a vodka. It is really good. It's a mm. little bit lighter than vodka, which also means it's less alcoholic. But damn, it's really good. I'm enjoying this. Wow, nice, nice. Dang, you guys like one up to me again. Now I feel like an <laughs> asshole again. You know, but I'm Rob, not, you have a- to, I'm not you able take to go, a break, go to drink. go to Korea and grab. Yeah. Grab a beer and come grab back. A beer. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I'm. I guess apparently I'm that asshole American that just like comes and drinks whiskey and and Coke, <laughs> like two things that are like from, you know, here. I guess. Jeez. Uh, but uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just drinking Jack and Coke. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. No, it's not nice. It's horrible. You guys really showed me up. <laughs> it tastes good though. It tastes good. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's get to just a couple updates here. Um, so we actually finally heard from listener Lindsay. She finally emails in. I was talking, I think, last week that I was jonesing for, for some type of contact from her, you know. Uh, we finally got it. So I feel like my fix is filled. I feel like I, got, I could at least go a little bit before I'm going to get antsy again. So uh, Laura, I think, wanted to read her email. It's regarding the host, uh, which we did two weeks ago. Um, so Laura, do you want to read her email? Yeah, we just really want to talk about hosts some more. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So listener Lindsay, she says, holy guacamole. I loved this movie. You did good, Rob. Side note. Yay. You guys are friends again. I guess she's not mad at you for the thing anymore. So that's, that's good. <laughs> oh, well, the dog. Yeah, there was no dogs yeah. in hosts. So thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, she says, thank you for this movie pick. Truth be told, I have no negatives for this movie and gave it a five out of five astral shots. Mm. She says, I 100% identify as Emma in this movie. Her pigtails and slippers gave me this innocent vibe. She seems like the friend in the group that is just there to have a good time and wants everyone to be happy, which is so true. She agrees to play the game of taking a shot when astral plane is said, but she tells everyone to be respectful and do it off camera. Rob's theory of having a ghost protecting Haley is so good. Pulling her away from the demon entity. I totally agree. A sequel would be amazing. Well, good news, listener Lindsay. A sequel is coming. They have more or less confirmed it. Well, actually confirmed it because I was uh, super lucky to be on a call today with Mm -hmm. Jed. And he said that their goal is to have host to the sequel out um, for the one year anniversary. That's so cool. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. Cause I think I was hearing online. I think they were talking about it somewhere else. So they were saying that kind of like similar to what Greg was talking about from that lady, he quoted of saying like the, the host, of the original movie now, I guess you want to call it was more or less, you know, about, you know, life in a pandemic. They said that mm-hmm. the sequel is going to be more about like life after the pandemic, you know, oh. life, you know, how you, how you, how you adapt to that change, you know, going back to reality. So I don't know if he, he's speaking like figuratively or, you know, or straightforward of like saying that, you know, this, how, how does, how does your life go on after, you know, all your friends were killed or all these people died or, you know, we don't know who's, who lived. We don't know who died. And we know most of the people that died, but we don't really know the ending, like the zoom call shut out. We don't know. I have no idea. Um, you know, yeah. the only other thing I did uh, here online, which I was just telling Laura prior to this, cause we had a discussion about, uh, you know, Salen. You know, when when Salen phoned back in in the movie, you know, people were saying, like, was that her? Was it not? You know, and I think either Jed or Rob, one of them made a comment on Twitter saying that, like, oh, you should look more into that because that might not be her. Almost confirming that when she called back in, it was not her. It was the demon, you know, faking her voice or whatever you want to call it, which is crazy. You know, so so Salen's probably not going to be back, (laughs) but uh (laughs) But it's just going to be so interesting to see where they go from here. And yeah, if, if anybody, if, if Haley or Gemma survived at the end, you know, or, or what, or if it's going to be a whole new people or, or what's the aftermath, you know, but that's so exciting to hear that they're, they're pretty much already starting to work on it and trying to get a goal of, uh, would that be, you know, next year sometime or something like that or end of year. Um, so that's yeah. really cool, you know, and I know like they said what, like the next project they're working on now is some like prison ghost movie now too. Something about yeah. about like females that are trapped in a prison that try to escape a prison and then they end up running into some like haunted room and they have to try to figure out their way out. So it sounds like a bigger budget. It sounds like it's going to be more action. 
it sounds really cool. So just these guys, you know, Jed and Robert, they're, you know, they're, they're on their way to doing some really cool stuff in these next couple of years. And, and if we saw anything what they can do with like being constrained by a pandemic, like just think what they can do with like more money and freedom and being able to actually shoot like a normal schedule. Uh, I'm like super excited to see what these guys do. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. No more talking about hosts now, sadly. Um, okay. So let's, uh, let's keep moving on then. So like we talked about, we're doing 2016's Train to Busan. This was Greg's movie pick. So Greg, why did you pick this movie? I just picked it because I love the subgenre of, of zombies. Um, and we hadn't, uh, this is our first, technically our first uh, zombie real, movie. Real, real, zombie. real zombie. Real zombie. Movie. Not, yeah. not Greg's yes. one where he tried to trick us into watching. Well, we, we he didn't trick us into watching Mark Wahlberg act, but we 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 sadly did in in the happening. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Before we get more into the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Uh, this week I have for you guys, Laura. You're gonna have to get the tally up of who's winning. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. So you guys got I got a I got a, I got, a, I got a game this week. It's been a while. It's been a while. I didn't even think that that could have been a possibility. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> we'll see how this wow. goes. This game is pretty fucking ridiculous. Yes. I don't know how I came up with this stupid idea, but uh, it's either going to go epically well or like be like really horrible. <laughs> Oh no! But we'll see. It's gonna be fun for me, no matter what. I really don't care. But uh, okay. So, so obviously, obviously, the movie we're doing this week is Train to Busan. So my first thought, of course, is Train. Okay, what can I do with the Train? So then my next thought is, okay, the band Train. Okay, what can I do with the band Train? You know, no. uh, Laura, do you like the band Train? Do you know the I band? I mean, I do, but I don't really know Greg? theirs. Greg, what about you, Greg? Do you like, like? I'm okay. I'm okay with the music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay with the music. I would follow it though. Yeah, you don't really follow it. Okay, okay. So, so what I decided to do is, sadly, you don't follow it, so you're, you're not going to be that good at this game. So, this game is called Choose the Track, and this is oh, going to be. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a quote, and it's either a quote from a train song, <laughs> or it's going to be a quote from uh, a movie. Any movie that involves a train. Wow. So, not really horror Damn. movies, just any movie. So that's why it's Choose the Track. See, track has a double meaning. It could be an. Uh, you know, a music track or it could be a railroad track. So choose the track. Love that. So like I said, I have some quotes here from movies that involve trains. And then, of course, quotes from the band Train and their songs. So oh, you can so end the game there, Rob. Just the, the premise is already ingenious. <laughs> so, um, so, all right. So, um, Laura, do you want to update the overall tally of wins losses? It's okay. I mean, we're, we're I think we have a clean slate, right? We're even on games. So, um. <laughs> Um, so we're not counting the newlywed game, right? And we're not counting any dual wins, anything like that. Mm-mm. I'm actually up six and you have three wins. Oh my god, that's I thought How it was closer. I thought it was yeah. like I thought it was like six to five or I thought it was close. Wow, six Greg to three. Greg has first M night trivia, home invasion trivia, and Corey versus Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really close the, losses, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have the score or the SAT, the scare aptitude test, Frightly Feud, Let It Go, Howling High or Low, Name That Hemsworth, and then the second, the M. Night versus Marky Mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Because it was all Marky Mark. You got the win. Although Greg should have won Name That Hemsworth. I think I won barely. But I'm, but I'm pretty sure Greg's three wins have all come from Hail Marys. I give him five point questions at the end. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Okay, but but overall six to three. Okay, Laura's 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 pretty much dominating in six to three. All right, so this might be Greg's uh, redemption. Yeah, you know, he's getting his beer ready here. You know, yeah, maybe maybe Greg's downplaying his train uh, knowledge. I'm bluffing. You think? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You've done it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right. So wait, I'll read you guys a quote. We'll go back and forth, and then uh, you know, if if the person gets it wrong, then I'll give you guys a chance to steal. So we'll do that. And we'll do the same yeah. like the other ones. You know, you can either you get one point for guessing if it is a, a movie that involves a train and then you get or one point if you guess it's a train song and then you get another point if you can guess the movie or the song. Make sense. OK, nice. So I'll give the first quote here. So Greg seems super confident. So let's go Greg first. Okay. Um, okay. You ready for the first uh, quote, Greg? Bring it on. I'm trying to decide too, like, do I want to sing all the quotes or do I not? You know what I mean? Because if I sing all the quotes, then it's like they're all songs. I say you sing none of them. Do you think I should go none? None. I, I mean, I'm not a good singer, so I would. I would yeah, go you, too. you can't. You can't sing a mm-hmm a quote from a movie can't do that <laughs> i could try you I could, could try. i mean all right okay all right let's go on okay greg you aren't ready for the first one greg yep okay all right um okay first uh, quote here okay uh yes okay the way you cut a rug watching use the only drug i need so gangster i'm so thug you're the only one i'm dreaming of <laughs> is that <laughs> <laughs> is, is that from uh, a movie that involves a train or is that uh, a train song what do you think greg <laughs> train song train song okay correct correct train song okay one point there can you name the song <laughs> do you even know any train yeah. song titles? yeah it's, it's called that that one's um it's training it's pouring the old man in is snoring <laughs> okay wrong there okay all right so th- that was from hey soul sister that was hey soul sister 2009 it's close i mean it's oh close. my god i hate that song <laughs> i'm sorry laura that was, a big, that was a big hit laura come on yeah you were listening to luda so you didn't you weren't listening to train yeah that's true um okay yeah. yeah okay laura's turn here laura's turn okay all right uh we take the engine and we control the world it's time we take the engine do you want me to sing that one? <laughs> that's it? That's all I get? Yeah, that's all you get, yeah. yeah. We take the engine. We take the world. It's time we take the engine. Ba la 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 la. That's I'm going to say movie. like Bob Dylan. <laughs> uh, You're going to say movie? Yeah. Okay, correct. Movie, movie. Uh, can you name the movie for another point? Nope. No? What train movie involved an engine? I guess all of them. I mean, there are so many. Yeah. Okay, Greg. Um, can you guess? So I'll give you a chance, Greg. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Wow. That's the movie. Wow, Greg. <laughs> Point for you, Greg. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> Man, you knew that so fast, too. Dang. Wow, so two. Po- so Greg has two points right now. Laura has one point right now. Okay. All right, so we're back to Greg now. Back to Greg. Okay, Greg. Let's see. Here's a good one for you, Greg. Okay, you ready, Greg? Okay. Yeah. Here's your quote, okay? Uh, you ain't going to hit him. Why not? Because I'm gonna hit him. Is that a is that a train song or is that a that's a movie? It's a movie that involves a train. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Three points. Can you name the movie it's from? I believe that is Steven Seagal from Under Siege Two. Does, does Under Siege Two involve a train? Isn't it dark? 
I don't know. Mercy to dark territory? <laughs> Isn't that the one with the train? I have no idea. I, Where I, they can't track the train because they're like out, out of GPS. Wow, I have detection. no idea. I didn't go that deep into my train uh, quotes. <sighs> yeah, so wrong then. It's not Steven. So you're telling me I'm wrong. You're okay. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was... Uh... Oh, wait, Laura, do you want to try to guess what train movie that is? I have no is? idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I literally picked like the top five train movies in of all trains. Come on, you know? Okay, all right. Uh, that's from Money Train with Wesley Snipes and, uh, and Woody Harrelson. And Jennifer Lopez. Okay. You guys never seen Money Train either? No, I have, but oh. once a long time ago, I don't, I wouldn't remember that. Oh man, line. it's a classic line. Classic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Laura's turn now. Okay. Here's your quote. I want a reason for the way things have to be. I need a hand to help build up some kind of hope inside of me. Is that a is that a train song or is that a movie quote that involves a train? I'm gonna say a train song. Train song. Correct, correct. That's a train song. Okay, good job. Uh, do you can you name the song? No. <laughs> you guys, do you guys know any other song names? What What's the quote again? Say the quote. It sounds. Drops familiar. to Jupiter. Oh no, wrong. But that, at least it's a train song. Okay, thank you, yeah. thank you for at least guessing that. Okay, all right. Here, here, yeah. You want to, you want to hear it again, Greg? You want to try to steal? Yep. Okay. All right. I want a reason for the way things have to be. I, oh, I need a hand to help build up some kind of hope inside of me. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> no i relinquish my guess no oh, okay that's uh that's calling all angels 2003 mm. Mm. Oh, horse yeah. come on you guys horse mm-hmm. okay all right moving on all right greg still winning right now three to two we're over to greg now okay what about this one greg okay all right you ready greg here's your quote mm-hmm. all right uh well you think what you want about me i'm not changing i like me my wife likes me my customers like me because i'm the real article does that does that rhyme? Uh, the real article? Yeah. That sounds like that's a movie. It's a movie? Okay, correct. That's from a movie. Okay. Can you name the movie? The article. That's train spotting. Mm, that's a good guess, but wrong. That's a good guess though. Uh, you're you're at least guessing train movies, so that's a good I guess. Know, now I'm like, what are the train movies? Mm-hmm. Okay, Laura, <laughs> can you article? I'll give you here, I'll give you a second quote, Laura. Okay, I'll give you a second quote. This might help you out, okay? All right. Uh where, where's your other hand between two pillows those aren't pillows <laughs> no dude that does sound really familiar <laughs> it's the famous Craig, do you know it yeah you do yeah Greg already guessed though sorry you can't go back sorry mm-hmm. okay nothing laura i can't give oh, you any this... more hands it's so it's I right know. there mm-hmm. those aren't pillows i totally hear it in my head <laughs> mm-hmm the, the word train is in the title. It, it's one of the words in the title. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. Oh my God, this is going to kill me. <laughs> you need you need this point, Laura. It's four to two right now. No, nothing. Uh, Five, four, three. I know. I, I'm sorry. It's just, oh, those aren't pillows. Oh, oh my God. It's not airplane. It's, um... Oh my god. I do know this. Air train. Stop it, stop it. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on uh, a train. Snakes on a train. Planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles. Correct, correct. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh Finally. Oh my god. My oh heart my is god. beating so fast. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Oh, thanks for giving me like eight years to Jeez, figure it out. Jeez, I know. Man. Sorry. Sorry. I give you a Greg. It's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> it's only fair. That was for the steal, right? 
Oh, shit, it was. Yeah, so it's Laura's turn. Okay, here you go. Okay, you ready, Laura? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, here's your quote. She never compromises, loves babies and surprises, wears high heels when she exercises. That's definitely (laughs) a train song. Train song? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure John I, John Candy didn't say that in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? No, that's that's definitely a train song. Okay, correct, correct. Okay, can you name that train song? Is it Drops of Jupiter? <laughs> no. I guess if you keep guessing that eventually it's going to be right. Uh, no, that Hopefully. was okay. Me, Greg, Greg, do you know that song? Do you know which one that is? No. Do I need to give you a guess too? It's a it's a state. Wait. Yeah, I think so. Oh, fuck. Alabama. <laughs> no, Me- Meet Virginia. Meet Virginia. Meet that's, that's Virginia. The, that's yeah. the name of the song. Man, I tried, Greg. I tried to give Man, you a clue there. You're really throwing it back right now to train songs. This mm-hmm. is crazy. I know. I think you guys are all going to go to bed listening to some trains drops of Jupiter tonight. <laughs> throw, yeah. throw on that Spotify mix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Uh, who am I on? I'm back to Greg now. Yeah. Right? Okay, Greg. You ready, yeah. Greg? Okay. All right. Um, Do we have a count on the score, by the way? Is it right now? Greg has four, and Laura has four. Tie game. What? Tie game. Tie game. Oh, right now, shit. Laura had that steal. Okay, you Damn ready? It. You ready, Greg? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see here. Here's your next quote. Snakes on the train. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. The next quote. Okay. Uh, can you imagine no love? Pride, deep fried chicken, your best friend always sticking up for you, even when I know you're wrong. I feel like I, that could go either way. I know. I've just been going on instincts this mm-hmm. whole time. Because like, I feel like I know what a song lyric sounds like. <laughs> um, but you kind of, you've blurred the lines on this one. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. All right. Hit me, hit me one more time with that. All right. Can you imagine no love, pride, deep fried chicken, your best friend always sticking up for you, even when I know you're wrong? Even when I know you're wrong. It's too wordy for a song. That's a movie. Movie. Wrong. Nope. I changed. Oh, damn it. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Greg. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Can I answer? Can I answer? Well, you can't answer if it's, a, if it's a movie or a train song, but now you know it's a train song. You can name the song. It's Drops of Fucking Jupiter. Correct. Correct. Drops of Jupiter. Best friends always sticking up for you, even when I know you're wrong. Yeah. See, Laura knew that one. She was just waiting for that one. That's the only one I know. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I couldn't give you that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you were so close, Greg. So close. I should have just been paying attention to Laura's expression and, like, seeing, like, the eagerness in her eyes. Oh, I I was was... super eager, and then I had to be like, oh, I need a poker face. I need a poker face. Yeah. Yeah, you probably Uh, overplayed that too <laughs> all right um okay back to laura i think you only got like two more so we'll see how these last two go okay laura you ready all right okay. can you step up the difficulty okay uh, laura on this right. one what do you mean okay. might have been hard you just got drops of jupiter the easiest song <laughs> okay you ready talk laura? to me ready about hard your, okay ready, ready for your quote okay here's your quote okay all right yeah. um let's see hate makes you impotent love makes you crazy somewhere in the middle you can survive what do you think about Dude, that one? Um, that doesn't sound... Train movie or train song? What do you think? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> can you say it one more time? Yeah, yeah. I'll try to, I'll try to, I'll try to sing it. Let's see. Okay, ready? Yeah, okay. sing it. Sing okay. it, sing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hate makes you impotent. Love makes you crazy. Somewhere in the middle, you can survive. I sound like Bob Dylan. <laughs> I sound like Bob Dylan when I sing 
That was great. Now I wish we had you singing. All I know. Of them. I should have been singing all of them. It could have been the Bob Dylan mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a train song. Train song? Wrong. Mm. Wrong. Okay, Greg, you, you, can you guess possibly the movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> so I guess there is a train in every opening scene of those movies, but uh, wrong. Sorry, Greg. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're allowed to say impotent in Harry Potter. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. The, the series got kind of dark toward the end. I was I was going for one of the later movies. That's yeah, true. but not like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, that's from uh, 1987's Throw Mama from the Train. That was Billy Crystal's character in that movie. I have never heard of that movie. Oh my goodness! Why would goodness. you want to throw Mama from the train? It's a movie. <laughs> I don't think Greg has heard of it either. That's, that's Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito, and then uh, what's her name? Like, oh, is it a horror movie? No, it's like it's a comedy. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's it might the title is a horror movie title. No. <laughs> okay. You guys should watch it. I don't think it holds up though. But I go for it. Uh, okay, so right now we got score is Laura five, Greg four. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, Greg, you ready for your last quote? Pretty much, yeah. If you get this, then we kind of go into Laura's last question. If you don't, then Laura wins. Let's do it. All right, Greg. All right. Last quote here, okay? This is kind of a long one, okay? All right. Um, that's cool, but if my friends ask where you are, I'm going to say she met a shark underwater, fell, and no one caught her. I returned everything I ever bought her. Help me, help me. I'm all out of lies and ways to say you died. Okay, if that's Christ. if that's a movie that's a musical, and I don't think there are many musicals with the word train in it, uh-huh. it's definitely a song. Okay, correct. That is a train song. Okay, Greg. Yeah. For the win, can you name the song? For the win, the name of the song is Snakes in the Ocean. <laughs> no. That's not right. That's not right. No, no. Mm-hmm. Laura, what do you think, Laura? The, the name of the title is in the quote. Well, why didn't yeah. you tell her that? I could have like uh, rehearsed I, it in my head well, if I would have known that. <laughs> then you just you just confirmed it for me because I was gonna guess this one. The 50, 50 ways to say goodbye. Correct. Correct. Laura. Yep. Laura. For, Laura for the win. See, Laura did know all the train songs. I really don't. It's, you did. Yeah. You knew them all. Wow. All right. Good game. Good game. Laura's, that was good. Laura's the biggest that train. Was a good game. Biggest train that is, fan. That is a, a well-conceived a game, game mm-hmm. Rob. Yeah. I know. I wish I could just sing better because that would have been cooler. But uh, you know, I did my best. I liked your singing. It was fun. Yeah. yeah it's okay. I like Bob Dylan. He's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was a fun game. Laura got the W again. So Laura overall now is seven to three against Greg. So. <laughs> getting pretty embarrassing now you know well it's not embarrassing i'm not getting skunked that would be embarrassing Mm -hmm. i've got some points on the board skunked good word i like that yeah yeah man sorry yes if anybody wants to email in uh let us know that if they like train or not you know the band uh they can hit us up conjecturing pot at (laughs) gmail.com let us know (laughs) i just i I just I want you to I, I literally want you to wake up like one day and get an, an email from an anonymous listener. I like train. Well, I, was gonna <laughs> That's say, it. I was gonna say like give me That's your it. you know, give me Nothing your else. at least give me like your top five train song or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Don't just say like yeah, I like train and that's the whole email, you know. <laughs> No, no signature, no nothing. It's nothing. just, I like train. That's it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would know if they were talking about 
Train. The band or just, or just trains. trains in general? Yeah, yeah. At least in the subject line, put like choo-choo or something like that. You know, at least so I, I can distinguish the two. Give a hint. Yeah, yeah. something, yeah. All right. Um, all right, so let's get into the movie now. Uh, so now it's time to board the train. Let's board the train. Not not the band. Don't get on that guy. Don't get on the singer. Uh, let's get on the actual <laughs> oh train here. Train to Busan. Uh, let's get into the movie. Uh, so like I said, yeah, the movie we're doing is Train to Busan, a 2016 film. Laura, you're going to need to help me out with these names. I, I, I don't even think I can pronounce them. I feel like you're way more I knew, articulate. I knew you were going to say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I can do it because I, I looked up the phonetics. Oh, them, so I can kind of. Okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Greg. All right. Yeah. So so the dad. Wait, 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 is... wait, 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 wait. Where, where are you even at, Greg? We're, we're on the director. <laughs> Right. Oh, I thought you meant the, the, the characters. Oh, the cast? Okay, I'll come back to you then for the cast. Oh. Greg doesn't never look at the docket, so he doesn't know what's going on. So Yeah, I never look at that thing. Greg's like, what's a docket? I know. He's like, what's the <laughs> final yeah. shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Were you looking- um yeah, yeah, I won't do the you, you guys can try the, you're gonna, the director. You're gonna name. try that director. Okay, all right. Uh director is Yan Sang Ho. Uh Laura's doing the rest of these names. Or actually Greg might do them, actually. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um like I said, this is a Korean movie, South Korean. I don't know why I just assumed it was Japanese. I don't know why I just assumed that like most movies come out of Japan. But uh, yeah, you know, screw me, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's close. It's like a small body of water away, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, budget for this movie was $8.5 million. Box office was 98.5, So it made a lot of money. Wow. Um, yeah. And then at Laura, do you want to get into some interesting facts? Yes. This is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in South Korea. I should have looked up the first five. I did not, but (laughs) I still think that's pretty cool. It's up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the, okay. So the actor um, Dong Suk Ma, he's the, he's like the, you know, cool man with the pregnant wife, that guy. He actually used to be Yu Gong. That's the dad, the like, fun managers he used to be his personal trainer mm. for this movie oh, <laughs> oh, i thought that was really funny <laughs> uh and then the only other fun fact i have is uh so he who plays the character jin he uh that is the young girl who likes the oh, the baseball guy, guy from the from mm. the baseball team yep um she's an ex-member of the famous k-pop group wonder girls mm. interesting wow yeah yeah are you downloading Wonder Girls too, Greg? Wonder Girls I already and, started it. And, yeah, it's and train. It's your new mix. That'd be a pretty cool mix together. I think. I like that. You could probably work out to that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's uh, do some of the cast here. Do you want to do some of the cast names, Greg? Yeah. So you've got. Um, well, Laura, I noticed you were doing the names like Gong Yu. You were saying Yu Gong. Is it because the last name is? Because. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so Gong is the last name they go reverse they, right they have a way of writing it with the last name first so mm-hmm. because i can't wrap my head around that <laughs> probably because i'm stupid i don't know i like needed to make sure it was typed correctly on my mm-hmm. end because that's just how i function i don't know okay well there you go greg have fun <laughs> okay well you got gong yu who, um he plays sakwu who's the primary character he's the dad and his daughter um is suwan played by kim suwan you have another uh pair of actors uh madong sok who plays sang who's kind of like the he's the husband he's kind of like the 
big beefcake guy who doesn't really think twice about helping other people. And his wife, played by Jung Yumi, and in the movie, her name's Seung Kung. And then you've got the kind of the younger guy, the baseball player who I'm dressed up as. And his name is Choi Wushik, and in the movie, his name's Yongook. And then you kind of have uh, Yongook's, I guess, girl interest is Jinhee. So he. Oh, played Jin-hee. by, or is it Sohee? Or that's the character? Sohee is their name. Jinhee is the character. Yeah, okay. So Jinhee played by Sohee. And then lastly, you have maybe what we would consider the antagonist, whose name is Kim Yu-sung, and he plays Young Suk, who's the basically the obnoxious businessman mm-hmm. coo oh yeah yeah in my in my notes i just kept writing down asshole i just kept writing down the asshole yep. in, my, in my notes yeah 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 i'm uh, uh, yeah. the only other thing like i put in the notes greg is like the one guy that plays like the tough guy the ma dong suit guy like that guy like he's like the, I, I was i like did watch the whole video about him and like who he is because right now he's the biggest uh actor in career right now He's like oh. a huge action star over there. Wow. And he actually just got cast in the new Marvel, uh, the Eternals movie. Ooh, so he's going to be wow. one of the Eternals. So yeah, wow. like right, right when the, when he starts like fighting in this movie, I'm like, this guy's like an action star. I think just the way it's like framed and he's like beating the shit out of people. So I was like pleasantly surprised to be like, okay, I was right. Like he, he is somebody, you know, even though I think when they filmed this, he wasn't like that. This was like one of his first big breaks was this movie. But uh, now he's like one of the biggest stars in Korea. Yeah, it's awesome wow. to hear. Yeah, because nice. he's he's fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, Laura, do you want to give synopsis? Sure. Uh, this movie is about a father and daughter who are very much withdrawn from each other. Uh, he's always working, and she really misses her mom. And so, for her birthday, she asks if she could take the bullet train to Busan where her mother lives and her father decides to take her there. Um, And on that morning, there just so happens to be an infection outbreak, AKA zombies. (laughs) Uh, And the movie just really goes beyond the classic zombie and horror tropes and just shows us what people are capable of. I mean, both for the good and bad when they're in danger. Yeah. Yeah. True. This movie was a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. you know uh which is probably why it's so well received you know uh everybody likes a, a zombie movie and that's cool but the fact that this had like so many other layers i was like holy yeah. shit no wonder it's like you know like what to say it up front the rotten tomato scores for this movie audience score is 88 percent critic score is 94 percent so you're you're mm-hmm. talking like almost you know especially for these type of movies that's like almost near perfect you know yeah. that's like really great yeah um yeah so let's get into it a bit let's start dissecting it a bit um so well, let's just start with the opening of this movie. What you guys think of like the opening, you know, like like the scene where the, the guy is pretty much going through like a quarantine zone. He has some funny quotes in there about like, you know, why are you cutting down my root or something like that? It's another pig flu or something like that. He's like, you're busting my balls. He's saying like some funny stuff. And then he runs over a deer and then the deer like... M- not even like more zombifies. Yeah, zombifies yeah. and stands up and then like his <laughs> eyes go white, you know. Uh, what'd you guys think of like the opening of this movie? I thought that part was good. I mean, it it was just planting the seed, which is important. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, it was it was short to the point and it mm-hmm. created the mystery that you needed. Like you said, planted the seed. It got you thinking. 
before you jumped into learning about the characters. So that mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget. Have you you guys have seen this movie before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this movie before. Oh, first time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh I fucking really really like this opening a lot. You know, as much as it's like you said, it's just like a thing that kind of like sets everything up. Like for some reason, like I really dug it. You know, I dug mm-hmm. like how quick it was. I dug like what it was trying to get across. And then I loved like when the deer, like, you know, eyes go white or whatever. And then like the music yeah. kicks in. I really mm-hmm. felt like that like eerie, like, oh shit, like shit's going down. So I really mm-hmm. fucking like this opening for being as simplistic as it was. Yeah. You know, I think, I think every zombie movie has an opportunity to have a great opening. If you're talking about tracing back to when the pandemic or the epidemic or whatever you want to call it starts or the outbreak starts. Yeah. Because it's usually the point where nobody has any idea or, or can predict what's going on, but you as a viewer have a usually have some kind of key insight. And so I think some zombie movies and shows don't actually dig into it. And that's part of the mystery of like oh like Walking Dead, like no one knows why or how it happened. But when you have a chance to like look into the origins um and then go back to normal life mm-hmm. and see how that um, uh, picks up with people in their everyday lives. It's like, yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. 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 We forgot yeah. to say too upfront about this movie that it's subtitled, you yeah. know, that, you know, mm-hmm. we have to like literally read it for English version, which, you know, if anybody is listening to us that hasn't watched the movie, I don't know why you would do that, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I guess you wouldn't, you know, I guess so. You know, um, did you guys ever feel at all at any point during this movie that it was, you know, like not, not uncomfortable is the right word, but just weird reading the words and trying to keep up or anything like that. I don't really watch no. a lot of, I don't really watch a lot of subtitled things, you know? No, I think the only thing for me is that sometimes when you're localizing material, if it doesn't translate in the way that you're accustomed to, you're kind of left wondering, well, what did that mean? Or did they mm-hmm. translate it in the right way that I understand? Like there's that mm-hmm. scene earlier on in, in, in the train where, the cheerleader girl walks up to the guy and she's kind of like, you know, hitting on him. And then all of his teammates, they're like, you know, chanting at him, accept her, accept her. Yeah. I think it's like a cultural thing that, you know, if yeah. that translated right, you kind of left wondering, well, what, what is, what does it actually mean yeah. in the native language? Yeah, you're exactly right. Cause in that scene, I was kind of like, I was like, wait, are they making fun of him? I don't really, I didn't really know exactly what they were doing in that scene. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Unless it translates to just like, you know, like hit that, hit that. I don't know. I don't know what, what else. They I, I think that's part of the enjoyment though. And like, I, I've watched, a, you know, um, dark on yes, Netflix, which is German. Too. I watched yeah. rain, which is a Swedish movie. I've, I've seen a lot of French movies that are subtitled. Part of the enjoyment is reading how it comes across in English and trying to just guess and figure out and understand mm. how other cultures work. So like, I didn't find it uncomfortable when I didn't a hundred percent understand the translation. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. 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 I think for me, like after the first couple of minutes, it's almost seamless. It's really weird how you, yeah. how your oh, yeah. brain just so quickly adapts to like glancing down every couple of seconds and then like still kind of seeing what's going on. Cause I, you know, after a couple, like I definitely noticed it in the very beginning, but then the rest of the movie, it was almost like I got to the end. I almost forgot it was subtitled. It was almost like yes. I was hearing yeah. them in English. It was really weird, you know, but uh, I, I just, agree. I was just wondering what I you agree. guys thought about that, you know, cause we don't really watch a lot of those. So I don't know how many are going to be on our list. I don't, I don't know how many more, but uh, it's something we at least have to talk about with this one. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, remember we watched let the right one in. That was, subtitled. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that one too. That's right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. 
cool, cool. Wow, we got two of them. I do want to. I do want to say though, just kind of going back to the be- the opening of this movie. I mean, we see the you know the setup happen like pretty quickly, but I would also say that even everything that happens after that is also part of like the opening setup, and I think it's really effective. I mean, right after you see the scene with the deer, you immediately meet the dad, the like yeah. fund manager, and he's getting information on the situation and even though he's not like fully responsible at least to my knowledge he's like well we're going to sell all the shares and so like i'm i took that as okay like you know maybe this place doesn't have enough money to set like correct safety measures in place and like that's why this happened it wasn't like fully i mean that was just kind of like what i was trying to piece together Mm -hmm. but what it does is it opens up showing you, okay, this guy's not really a great guy, right? He doesn't have like the values and morals that we want to see. And then we immediately see him go home to his young daughter. And I don't know about you guys, but like acting in this movie, I know we'll talk about it later. is so good that I felt that tension between them immediately. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that I don't understand the language. I mean, oh man, she just does not want to be there with him. He makes her so sad. He clearly doesn't know how to like communicate with her. Like, well, I'm working really hard for you. Oh, it was just like, this movie is very emotional. Yeah. Just from the beginning. Surprisingly emotional. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Even like leading up to that, you know, after he, you see the scene where he's in his office and they decide to sell all the shares because they find out that this is becoming like a national disaster. Right. Mm hmm on his on his way back home you know well first what he asks he asks his assistant what do what are kids into nowadays and that such a great question because that's something that only like i don't know not i wouldn't say bad dads but like a dad or or a parent that's like a little bit disconnected from their kid would ask like you would know parenting your kid every day what they're into you know, but like that question, like totally set the tone. And then even when he was parking his car, you see him kind of like brush off his hood. It's got, he's got like a nice shiny beamer. It's already polished and he kind of like rubs off a little pe- you know, part on the hood. <laughs> and right off the bat, you know, that he's a, he's a, you know, well-to-do guy. He's kind of like a white collar businessman, but totally disconnected from his kid. And that's all rolled into the opening scenes. Yeah. 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 I just piggybacking on what Greg's talking about with the whole we. I mean, you have one of the funniest scenes in this movie when he <laughs> he asks, you know, he asked the guy, you know, like, yeah, what are kids into? So then he goes home, talks to the daughter and, and he's like, Oh, it's your birthday, you know, happy birthday. You know, I got you the Wii. It's like a you know Nintendo Wii. And she kind of like looks, you know, like like she's looking at something and the camera pans over and it's a it's, it's a Nintendo Wii. I think that he already got her too. I think he already yep. got it for her some time ago. So it was just like a one like you're talking about where it's like shows the disconnect he's not even paying attention you know to things he's doing for her or anything like that you know um yeah he's he's definitely like you said he's a workaholic you know he's doing everything he can for the business and stuff like that you know i think even one of the lines you know they, like i said like laura says too like when it's the dad and the daughter talking it's it's really great acting especially from a child you know uh yes. the little girl is yeah. so good in this movie where you know she her whole thing is she just wants to go to uh, busan with her mom 
she wants to go be with her mom. She doesn't want to be with him. He doesn't, you know, of course, doesn't pay attention to her and this and that. So like he's telling her, you know, like, okay, I'll take you whenever I'll take you. I'll take you next week or something like that. And she literally has the line. I wrote it down of like, you always say next time and you lie to me. And I was like, dang, I'm like, that's like, that like hit me hard to be like for a little kid to literally say like, and you lie to me. Like, that's like, he didn't even deny it. Oh no, because that's clearly true. He know that he knew that she like saw through his BS. Yeah, yeah. My heart was just broken from the get go. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. There was also that that line where you know because it seems that his mom, his mom was helping watch the kid. He says something like, "It's a really important time right now at work." And he's like talking about, you know, shorting all of the, the shares of this business and all, all of the, the scandal that's about to happen. And she comes back with, oh, it's an important time in Suwon's life, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that hit me so hard because honestly, I feel like I kind of resonate with that. Like, I kind of feel like I'm a workaholic sometimes. And it's easy to get wrapped up in your work and to think, oh, well, this is the most important thing because, you know, you're sort of driven to like succeed and, uh, do things better and you're like focused on your work because you feel very effective in that but then at the same time to like suddenly forget that you know your kid is is living like the most important years of his life right now so when she hit him with that line i really felt that he had that he has uh the guy who plays saku he does a great job of showing dejection in this entire movie every time where he's kind of called out as being like a bad dad or a bad parent, you can tell he doesn't really fight it. He's just like, it, you can tell his thoughts are shit. Yeah, I am, you know, and he just kind of hates himself for it. And like, that's yeah. another thing that I can em- empathize with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other characters in this movie. We already talked about the main character, the dad and the daughter, you know, who are pretty much the two main mm-hmm. characters here. Um, you don't really start meeting the other people until you pretty much board the train. Uh, cause it's pretty much all the other people on the train. Um, you know, they kind of single out maybe five people that kind of come become their little core group. I mean, do you guys want to point out any other characters you really liked or anything like that? I mean, I think it's safe to say we all must love Sangwa, right? He's the best. He is the best. I mean, he's a good actor and his character rocks. Oh my God. I love that guy. He was like super funny at parts, like making good jokes, you know? Um, He was funny. He was caring. mm -hmm. He was attentive. He was a badass. Oh man. I, I loved him. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I like when he's meeting the the daughter for the first time and he's like asking her questions about her dad, you yeah. know, and he's just like, like, is that your dad? You know, like he doesn't seem very attentive to you, you know, and the, <laughs> the wife, the wife like nudges him with her elbow, like shut up, you know, shut up. And because I watched this one with my wife too. She watched this one with me. And, oh, good. And, and at the end, we were both like, they are like such a real couple. Like they oh, felt yeah. so organic and real, like literally, like I've said dumb things and then my wife is like, shut up. You need, you're saying dumb things right now. You know, so yeah. that felt so real uh those moments when they were doing that as a couple so i just i yeah. love their dynamic together but but him yeah, to me like he steals this movie you know as much as like yes. the, the it is oh, yeah. the father-daughter story but everything every time that guy is on screen it's just like your eyes are drawn to him whatever he's doing yes. which, which makes so much sense why he like spun and became like this giant star out of this movie because mm-hmm. he just he can do it all the guy was funny he can yep. do action he can do everything you know yeah i really yeah. liked him yeah yeah you guys have any other characters you like greg you know as much as we hate young Suk for reasons we'll probably talk about Oof. the uh the businessman who's just out for himself i actually thought he was such a great actor well, yes, for you like, to I hate thought, him that much. Yeah, yeah, they could have easily made him into like a cheese ball, like, <laughs> you know, guy, you know, with a little twirly, mu- you know, <laughs> something where 
he was just like a weasel kind of character, but he was actually quite influential and, and powerful and convincing in the way that he would try to um, have people do as he, as he wished, you know, and had the, the, the train personnel follow his bidding. So I thought he was a really great actor too. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, when he got super like menacing, you know, like like yelling at people and stuff like that, it was like it was super real too. Like you said, Laura, like everybody's acting this movie is spot on. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody's phoning in anything. You know, no. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's get into a little bit of the actual zombies themselves. You know, um, so what would you oh, guys yeah. think of the zombies in this movie? Because there's there's definitely the the stereotypical zombies you see in everything, and they're eighty percent that in this movie. But there's a couple of things that I feel like they added that I've never seen before, no pun intended, uh, in this movie, you know? Yes. So what do you guys think about the zombies themselves? I, I got to tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm not as big into, like, the subgenre of zombies. I, they're just whatever to me. Like, I, I enjoy zombie films, but for the most part, it always feels the same. I, I always kind of yeah. think of The Walking Dead. That's, like, the typical zombie, right? I loved the zombies in this movie i mean i you guys i can't talk about it enough i the movements the jerking the way they all like if you really zoomed in on certain people that were being infected and it happened so quickly which i love that too you know and and then they get up and they're fast i love fast zombies like slow zombies that's always been the big complaint when you watch like typical zombie films it's like okay you can outrun them they're so slow this Mm -hmm. is dumb you know so I love that. Um, I just thought that it was the, I don't know. I, I really, really enjoyed that. I, I think that they were somewhat intelligent. I mean, I know that they obviously were dumb a little bit, like they couldn't figure out how to open doors, but they definitely seemed intelligent, especially then we learned that they can't see well mm-hmm. in the dark or maybe not even in the dark, but even when the scenes where they would cover the, you know, the, when the glass doors with newspapers, uh, and then all of a sudden the zombies would just start like, oh, okay, I don't see so anybody cool. anymore. It was yeah, so yeah. cool. I just love that. So I felt like it was the perfect balance of like them being intelligent, but also then you'd have those scenes where you're like, okay, there's still a zombie. There's nothing up there, you know? Uh, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, because that because that was my big thing that I've never seen before is the fact that, because what you're talking about, Laura, it's a, it's a line of sight. Pretty much if, if the zombie cannot see you directly, then it's not going to come for you. And I feel like I've never seen that before because I feel like everything prior to this is all built on smell. Like the zombies mm. can like smell you. And so like you can't escape yeah. because they can smell you. They know where you are at all times. That's the whole thing with Walking Dead, how they would like put b- blood and gut and stuff all over them so they couldn't smell yes. them. So like I said, this is the yeah. first time I've ever seen anything in a movie where it's about line of sight. It's about their vision, not about what they smell which I thought was really cool, um, mm. just, just innovative-wise. Like I said, it you know, I, like Laura's talking about, like, I, I do enjoy zombie movies, almost all of them, but, uh, you know, it is usually the same exact trope, you know? So the fact that right. we're seeing something new here, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And even the way they played on it throughout the movie, whether it was, like, you know, just boarding up the, the windows so they literally can't see them, or they would spray a fire extinguisher so they can't be seen. Or like I said, every time they would go through a tunnel, the zombies would kind of just stand still because they literally cannot see what's going on right now. So that that adding that little level of like sight being the main thing that they go after was so cool to me. I really loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was super smart. All of the extras that they hired to do the zombies. Oh. 
You got to so give them good. credit. I mean, the way that they twisted and contorted from that moment where you would see a zombie eat, eat a civilian and then you would see them transition into it. They would like twist their head, their arm would jerk back. And it was like they became this like rabid animal. Mm-hmm. That was that was insane. It was and the best. I, yeah. it, part of it was like the, the camera work too would kind of be like very jerky and zoom in in a particular way. But it made these zombies so especially horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree because most zombies are almost dragging themselves. They're dragging their bodies. Like they mm-hmm. have limp arms and legs, but this had a very almost like the grudge or ring or ringu yeah. feel to it with like the contortionists, you know? And yeah. oh, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, part of the casting process was like, okay, can you, can you like pop your shoulder out of the socket? Can you yeah. like, can you bend your arms the wrong way? Because if you can do that, then you're going to be cast first because yeah, there was so many scenes where like somebody was turned to a zombie and it would literally be like their, their shoulders would be popping in and out or their arms would be going in weird directions. They're like, like not, break not even, dancers got to yeah, the top of the line. Yeah. Not even like double jointed, like triple joining where their arms are like all oh. messed up but yeah and you know you know you guys know i hate that stuff too so every time somebody did it, i was like oh damn oh, it yeah, yeah I, I hated that stuff i was like oh man yeah but uh but super cool super cool yeah um what did you guys think of like speaking a little bit more about the zombies of kind of like the gore you know gore or like special effects or anything like that you know what'd you guys think about that i i don't have a lot to say about it i don't think it was that gory um and the special effects are pretty spot on for me not to notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for me not to have a thought across my head, like, oh, like, oh, wow, that was really mm-hmm. fake or that was really gory. The fact that I was just in this movie and didn't even really take note of those things means that it was seamless. I totally agree. If you Sometimes it just pulls you in so much that you don't even have time to... To, to take notes on it and that this was one of those situations that yeah. the effects were just so good i i found myself kind of like jumping every time a zombie bit into someone's neck or jumped on them they would mm. they would put the sound in there yeah and they would like zoom in really quickly and make it seem very like animalistic and i every yeah. time it happened i was like oh um that, that was that was so well done and of of course i think toward the end which i'm not going to talk about but when the zombies were like hanging on the the train yeah mm-hmm. i thought that the special effects on that when you know you you've kind of got like a drone shot overhead and the zombies are are running after the train in sort of a triangular pattern and you just see more and more and more coming um that was insane and i i just loved it the special effects were off the charts yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. For you, you would assume for like a zombie movie, like the the main part of a zombie movie is going to be gore. You know, like like I feel like that's what ended up with Walking Dead. Ended up being was like, how can we make more disgusting zombies every episode? And that's kind of when I kind of started checking out because I'm like, I don't really want to see that. But I feel like this movie was a good balance of like showing you the gore for a couple seconds, like while they as they bit into someone's neck or face, and then it would like just cut back. It pull back to something else. It wouldn't stay on there forever and show like the veins being ripped out and the and the cavity hole. It would just show you enough to make you cringe and then be like, all right, let's let's move on. Can I just say like one reason? I- I love talking with you guys about these movies so much because I'm always like, you're always giving me like new things and new takes on it. Like this, this thing about the the blood and gore, I had never thought about. I think like if you would have seen people lopping off zombie heads left and right, it would have felt cheap. It would have just been like overdone and they didn't do that once. And I thought I, I had, that had never occurred to me. And I've seen this movie like three or four times before. And that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's uh, get into a little bit of directing talk. You know, I think Greg already kind of talked about some of his favorite shots in the movie, uh, whether it was like the aerial shot from the people being pulled from the train or just the, the you know, kind of like handheld shaky camera uh, through some of the zombie views. Um, what about you, Laura? Did you have any other directing ones you really liked or just overall opinion? I think uh, directing was great. And I agree with Greg. The only thing to add to that was um, the scenes where you kind of pan across the cityscape and you just see the chaos and the the smoke and the fires and my background on zoom right now. Um, you know, that's, that's done a lot in film, but it really, they did it a few times in this movie and it really added to it and just kind of showed you what was happening and, you know, like the complete chaos. And so I always like that. Yeah, yeah, because I think for me, I think my two favorite like shots in the movie, one would be, I think, one of the first times you see uh, kind of like a horde of zombies on the train. And it, it, I think it's similar to like what Greg was talking about. It's the, it's the handheld camera work, but the way it was positioned was like you're, man, like you're literally looking at like the horde coming at you, but like you're backpedaling at the same time. It, it was it was just a really great shot. I really liked that shot. And then my other one I really liked was the one where like what well, Laura's talking about, the one where they're talking about the scenery. And it's when they're watching the news clips and it's when people are falling from the helicopter and then like they, la- oh, they land on the yeah. car, they land on the cars and then they're like mm-hmm. flopping around. And I just thought that was like a really good shot going from like an aerial shot to following the bodies and then going to the body, you know, towards showing them like, I thought that was a really cool cool shot you know almost one of my favorite sequences in the movie is is that little snippets of all the chaos because there's just so many crazy things and then i like too that the the government official guy is just like don't worry like we got this under control and <laughs> yeah i thought that was like really funny you know this is the part where i say i i hate to say it but uh comparing this to the happening oh no <laughs> not again it's just it's the reactions. It's people reacting to the news and reacting to people falling from things and reacting to zombies. It, it was just so good. The acting was so good. Yeah, I, I definitely have to build on, on, on this, this notion. There's something that they do several times throughout the movie, and this is a brilliantly d- directed feature of the movie. It's this notion of people being slow to react to the horror that's happening the first time you see you know um they're on the train and as soon as they close the doors there's the the train worker who's on the platform and he looks up and you sort of at at the top of the escalator you see a a group of people and you they have their backs toward you but there's some kind of commotion going on up there but the fact that the cam, you know, the camera could have easily gone up there to see what's going on. But you're really more or less looking at their reactions and people trying to figure out what's going on. And they do this over and over again throughout the movie on the train. The camera's facing the people who are looking toward you and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And maybe one or two people who have come from the back where all the, the mayhem is happening, they get past, you know, and they run down the hallway. And the people who are on the sides are look, looking like, what, what happened? And that's just such a brilliantly uh, directed feature of the movie. And you see that over and over again, just because people uh, are are just very slow to to react what's going on. It just builds that tension very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just update you guys. Like the happening was in 2008 and this is 2016. So somebody could have been watching the happening and been like, Oh, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, this, this could be a, you know, little quote unquote sequel, you know? Um, I don't know. (laughs) sequel no. oh my god you guys have 10 more episodes to mention the happening and oh, then that's great okay all right we better we better get them in all right okay. rob 
Come on, we gotta all make right. it count. All right, all right. Let me, let me let me start working on. Let's. Start I think the count. rule is if, if you exceed the limit, we actually have to review the movie again. Mm-hmm. Ew, well, that's no. your punishment. Then mm-hmm. we're definitely not gonna go over. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. No. All right. Well, beware. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What about? Do you guys have some favorite scenes in the movie? What do you What do you yeah. think, Laura? If we haven't talked about them already. Um, I feel like I have two. The first one is actually it's a simple scene in the very beginning. But the scene where the first infected person gets on the train. Oh, that that girl? Yeah. I I love mm. that. I mean, you know it's going to happen. You know it's coming. And to see, yeah, to see her get on and the way she's just moving and the way she's able to just slide by the officer, whoever's standing right outside, uh, checking the tickets. I don't know. I thought that was um I thought that was amazing. And then uh my other favorite scene is when they they offboard at a station. I forget which I forget what it's called. And they expect that it's safe there. And Sokwu is I forget she he's a, he's away from Suan for whatever reason. But all of a sudden he realizes, "Oh, this place is not safe. I see a bunch of zombies coming." But he's kind of far away from his daughter and he turns around and it's a shot, a very well-directed shot, of Sue Ann just holding her little backpack. And you just see a bunch of zombies running towards her. I mean, it looks so grim it's in like the scene. It's slow-mo too, right? Slow-mo? It's kind of slow-mo, mm. yeah. And that's when um, Sangwa comes and just like punches the zombies out of the way and obliterates them. I loved that scene yeah yeah that that scene was cut so perfectly well to where it waited till the very last millisecond to show <laughs> hit him flying in and saving her because literally oh. those zombies were like right on her you know so you were, were like oh shit yeah yeah so that was a great like director you know edit editorial like cut point right there really great scene i love yeah. that scene yeah. yeah what about you greg what you got some favorite scenes I've got a couple. One is is the one that's a little bit, just about maybe a minute after that, when um, so Sokwu, Singwa, and who's the third person? They they're trying to get back onto the train because they had gotten off thinking that they're safe. They try to get back on, and uh, Singwa is still on the platform running to get in. And right when uh, Sokwu like holds his hand out, you see Singwa like kind of divert, take like a little quick detour. And then he picks up like a SWAT shield and a baton. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back out of the train and starts like knocking zombies out of the way. Yeah. Like before he gets back on the train. So first of all, brilliant move, bro. Like getting armed <laughs> and picking up some equipment. And secondly, I mean, last action hero, like he, he knocks the zombies out of the way and gets back on board. This guy is a badass. Yeah, He's yeah. such a cool character. Like that scene to have to like make him have that idea Q in that moment and also be like you know kind of a, a rough badass was was a really cool scene um and then i would say i i, I don't know maybe rob you if this is stealing one of yours but you have to acknowledge that probably one of the coolest scenes in the entire damn movie is when they're when Sakwu and Singwa and Yangguk are in in the back of the train now because they've just gotten on and they have to get to the front of yeah. the train where where the whole rest of the people are but there's a horde of zombies in in yeah. four different train cars in between and what they have to do to get through each one and it's it's so ingenious yeah right? that that's talk about that that's, one, Rob. that's like my favorite one of this movie that that sequence of like them realizing like we got to go through like three train cars you know because because pretty much what happens like 
like Greg said, you know, they, they think they're going to be safe. They get off at a certain stop. They think everything's cool. You know, they realize that it's all fucked up. All the military there has been zombified. So all the military comes to try to get them. So they get back on the train, but when they get back on, they're separated. You know, it's pretty much, it's the three, you know, main guys, you know, I'm not going to pronounce their names. I'm not as good as Greg. You got, you got the tough guy. You got the, they got the hedge fund guy. You got baseball guy. Those are my three terms. And then you got pretty much everybody else is kind of like farther up in the train. It's the, you know, uh, the, the wife is there, the pregnant lady, you got the daughter up there. I think the grandma, the old lady, I think is up there at that point. Um, and the, the homeless guy. Oh, the sisters. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you got the homeless guy, you know, uh, which is another great character. We haven't really talked about that much, but he's really good in this movie too they're kind of all up in that spot so yeah once they realize that they got to go three four trains just to get to them length and then the fact like like same thing like music kicks in and they're like arming themselves they're like taping up their arms and stuff like that and he has his baseball bat and you're like oh shit and you've already seen multiple scenes where like you know our favorite guy in this movie has already beat some zombies asses so you know like this is gonna be a cool fight sequence because he's already like established he can fight you know so like I think right away when they start he does like a jump kick to a zombie <laughs> and it just like sets you off on such like a perfect note to be like we're gonna get into some shit and this guy's doing drop kicks like it was like so great yeah and then it's just such a he great threw a guy into the ceiling yeah so many yeah. great things in this movie where I was like are we watching The Rock like we're we watching <laughs> The Rock in like a Fast and Furious movie like that kind of like you know a little bit absurd over the top like realism but you're like you're rooting so hard for them in this you don't give a shit you know so that sequence where they're just beating the shit out of zombies is fucking great you know that's when they get into a little bit of the uh they go through a tunnel and they realize that these things can't like do anything so they can like sneak around then you have like the last final reveal which is like one of the cars is all the baseball players friends that have been turned oh so, so, so he's, he's pretty much just like frozen he can't do anything and then the the you know our favorite guy's like give me the bat he gets the bat and starts beating the shit out of him and it's just such a great like maybe five minute sequence where they're just like beating the crap out of them and stuff like that's really great so good and and they have to evolve and learn that's the thing is it first of all the, the 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 environment of the train is just so perfectly set up because you're stuck in this close quarters there's nowhere to go so it kind of focuses the the danger in like a in a, in a straight corridor line right and then when they go from train car to train car they get past the zombies in different ways like you said the first one they just start beating the shit out of them right and then the second one that's the was that the one where he takes they they start to learn about how the zombies operate Mm -hmm. and they find out that they basically they react to movement Mm -hmm. and to some degree sound so that when they get into the tunnel um they have to get around them and he took his he takes the cell phone and he slides it down the train car and he calls it from, from another cell phone to get the zombies moving and then i thought the, the scene which I thought was the most tension filled was when they decided to try to go up on the, the luggage racks oh, along yeah. the side to crawl around the zombies. Because if they get caught up there, yeah. they're just, they're, de- they're dead. Yeah. They're so vulnerable. And that part, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a really great sequence in between, I think, some of the train cars where they're stuck in, I believe, in the bathroom and they're waiting for another tunnel to come where they're kind of relaxing. And I think, uh, you know, the main the main tough guy is talking to the hedge fund guy and he's kind of like, hey, you know, you, you care for your daughter now or something like that. And he has like a great line talking back to, you know, the whole like work-life balance and the fact that he's a workaholic where he tells him like 
she'll understand when she's older. Like she'll understand when she's older, like what you're doing for her and for your family. You know what I mean? And I thought it was a really great point because up to that point, you just kind of know him as like an absent father. Like he doesn't give a shit. And it was kind of cool for for this guy, this other person to kind of like validate him a bit and be like, hey, you're doing what you do to make for your family. What do you, you know what I mean? And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not alone too. Where like they're him and the bat baseball kid are like trying to see who's taller, and he's like, "How tall are you?" He's like, "I'm five nine. and they're like standing up straight as he was a little bit taller. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing is it, it it also fit his personality too because then he immediately comes back by trying to say to tough guy and be like, "Hey, did you did that sound? Did it make me sound cool?" Yeah, but you know that he actually did really mean it. Yeah, it was just a, so it was, was yeah. it was just a really good like one like a break in the action, but also a really great scene to be like here we're character building like we're showing yeah. like these people have more to them than you kind of thought, which is just fucking genius. Another reason why this movie is so great of a movie because it's just so layered, so layered yeah. with more than you ever thought was going to be by a zombie movie. I really like those scenes too because they show you know that progression. Their relationship started off on the wrong foot, right? I mean, they were like in a tiff in the beginning of the movie oh, the two guys and then for yeah. yeah and then for him to then save his daughter and then they get to a point where they kind of understand each other um and i love that because every time i watch a movie horror or whatnot where people go through some kind of trauma together i always then have like a subplot in my mind or i'm like okay let's say they all you know survive the situation can you imagine going through something like this or whatever with a bunch of random people? You have to keep in touch, right? <laughs> I, I don't know why, so. but I am. I always think about this. Like if I were to go through a traumatic experience with a bunch of strangers, I at least think we would email each other from time to time. Like you kind of bond over this trauma. Mm-hmm. I, this is a thought that I have all the time when I watch movies like this. And so when I see that progression with the characters where they start to like, like each other and you see that it makes sense to me because they're, I mean, it's so intimate the fact that they're sharing this super traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, yeah. I've really always said this, that like that, that trauma in, in movies breaks down barriers that we always keep up between yeah. ourselves and it, as much as you guys hated some of the movies that we that i've picked before for, <laughs> uh, for i'm not even gonna say the name so that we don't even get into that but my point <laughs> is that that's one thing that I, that I always liked is that we always see ourselves as 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 different people from another person but when you get down to like the core humanity of, of something to survive and care for each other then suddenly you're on the same plane and those things don't matter anymore and this is especially you know, parent in um, in a movie like this where you almost have like different and you see the struggle. You have like different classes of people, people who are trying to keep like the working class down. You know, um, you have like the uh, young Suk, who's the rich guy and he kind of represents like corporate greed. Right. And he's kind of the extreme and he really, really doesn't bend. But a lot of the other characters, they do grow along the way. And Sokbu is one of them. He starts off by telling his daughter in times like these, you only have to look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And she comes yeah. back by saying, well, that's why you're divorced from mom, because you're so selfish. And he kind of takes that to heart. And over time, um, like, especially in this scene, like you mentioned, Rob, when he's talking to saying, well, they, he kind of learns, like, it's not just all about him. You know, it's about helping the other people, too. And look, it, 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 it's a two way street. When you help others, they, they help you as well. Yeah. yeah. And to kind of flip on that, 
you see the mob mentality too when you get to that last train and uh yeah yeah let's 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 get into it laura like set up what's going on at the end here or you know kind of second end of this movie yeah Mm -hmm. So towards towards the end, you kind of have you have your core group of people, right? You've got uh, Sokwu, the dad, and Suan, his daughter, um, and then you have the the other couple, the Sangwa and his wife, and then uh, you have the baseball player, Young Guk, and Jin Hee, and so that's kind of the group. But they are separated at this point. Um, the you know, the three men are trying to get across the trains to the other part of their group. And it turns out that uh, Jin Hee, girl that likes the guy that plays baseball, she's in this train with the COO of the the train and um, just a bunch of other people, a bunch of other survivors. But the, the young Sook, the COO, he is so... You know, in his way of surviving, he is so just me, me, me. And he's like, I don't care if they are survivors. They they may have been bitten. They may be infected. So we're not letting them in. And she's like, we could save people. We could actually save other lives. I mean, they're, they don't seem infected. They're okay. They're on their way over here right now. And he's just like, no way. And it's that mob mentality where all of a sudden every other extra on this train, every other person is just, no, yeah, don't let them in. Close the doors. Don't do this. And it's so sad because it's her against like 30 other people, it seems like. And she's just like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, why wouldn't you want to save other people? You know, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause that really leads into like, the big like other parallel to almost every zombie movie is the human versus human effect. You know, mm-hmm. once everything goes to shit in any type of, you know, you know, even a pandemic, like we're like living through right now, you, you, it's not really a lot about the zombies in those aspects. It's about, you know, how do we relate to each other? How do we help each other or don't help each other? How do you survive? And and if that's the way you choose to survive is by taking care of only yourself, then that's your choice. And that's by nature, the kind of the way we're built, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you have fight or flight, you have like, you got to do what you have to do to survive. Like, that's kind of what's ingrained to our DNA is survival. You know, even like the beginnings when we were like cavemen and stuff like that, it's like, that's what we are genetically is to make those rash decisions like that to make sure we survive, you know? And and, and just that's always the, you know, another storyline to every zombie movie you've ever watched is there's always a scene where it becomes that mentality of not really about the, you know, the scared of the zombies anymore. It's about scared of the people against each other, you know? Yeah. And that happens in this movie and it's pretty crazy you know what they end up doing um you know like like laura said they don't they lock the door they don't let you know these other people try to come in you know they fought off all these train cars full of zombies to get to the daughter and the the wife with the baby they finally get them then they're ready to go you know to the main train car with everybody else and they barricaded the door they tied it with like shirts or something like that and then the zombies are coming through now you know, and then the only person really holding up their progress is uh, the tough guy. He has like holding the door. He's trying to fight to get it closed. And they're like, you know, let us in, let us in. And then one of the zombies gets him. And it's super heart wrenching because like we keep talking through this whole episode. He's my favorite character. You know what I mean? I don't think I would have been as sad as anybody dies in this movie besides him because I just I loved his character in this movie. So when he oh, gets man. bit, when he gets bit, also knowing that he has, you know, what you assume is his wife with a child on the way, you know, and they have a whole subplot of like, you know, he does 
doesn't know what to call the baby yet. He hasn't chosen a name yet, you know? So there's like that whole thing going on. So when he gets bit, it's super like, oh shit. Like, dang, that sucks. Um, uh, Greg, do you want to kind of set up what goes on after that? Yeah, they they finally get through to where the, the next group is. And, you know, I maybe I on, on our next zombie movie, I'd like to do a Dickens on this, but this is, this is a key thing. Uh, theme that you see in a lot of zombie movies like the individual versus the group and you know what's funny is they've actually worked out mathematically that it's to our in our advantage to um to act for ourselves which is Mm. which sucks because it makes it just puts in a downhill direction it's it's really like in this pandemic right the idea of not hoarding toilet paper from the store the thing is, is if I hate to draw parallels, but it's, it's really the same thing. It's do I stick up for me or do I try to do what I think is right for everybody? Knowing that there's going to be somebody who's not doing it, then it just becomes a slippery slope. And you, you see this all the time in, in zombie movies. And I think in the next, the next one that we do, I'll really get into it, but this is a thing. Um, and our, our heroes are kind of like fighting against this and they finally do get through to the door and they're pissed off, you know, because they're like, you, if you would have let us through, our man would have lived back there and they actually don't budge. They scream at them and they yell at them and they, they tell them that we think you're infected. They kind of follow um, the sentiment of, of Yong Suk, who's egging them on and saying they're infected, look at their eyes. And so they basically send them ahead to the next train car without any assistance or without anybody else. And they close it off and they, they tie it up and they barricade it because they're very hysterical. Mm-hmm. You know, they get into this, it's um, like Lord of the Flies mentality. Everyone's just afraid of like the outsider now. And they're all paranoid and they've locked the group, our, our main guys into the train car actually ahead of them. But then I got to say when, when then the zombies break through and get all of those people, that's like the only time where I'm like, well you know i just need my popcorn like not gonna shed any tears over you guys yeah yeah because we forgot to say too (laughs) that uh in the group of them fighting not really fighting through the train cars but with the daughter and the 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 you know the the mom that's pregnant was like i said one of the grandmas you know like they called her sister um so Mm -hmm. she does get bit when they're fighting through and everything like that towards the end and then uh, the other sister is with the people in the paranoid car so when they kick everybody out the sister is still there and she's looking at the glass and her zombified now sister is looking through the glass at her and she kind of like has a monologue where she's talking to herself about like you know why did we do this we fucked up these people are assholes and she's just like screw it and she goes and just opens the door and lets all the zombies in and like you laura like you were you were actually more reserved than i was i was cheering them on i was like get these motherfuckers you know as much as like that's crazy but i was like yeah you guys deserve it you guys are being assholes yeah you know um but would you guys would you rather like deal with say like a zombie horde or would you rather be like trapped with like a demon from like host or something like that Mm, that's tough or would you rather have like serial killers from like uh like you know strangers or some shit like that like home invasion stuff no no i I don't want that you rather take your chance with a demon or a zombie i kind of think i'm gonna go with the demon i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) i'm going home invasion (laughs) Oh, hmm. really yeah oh my god greg greg seems like he can create some traps and make some like little booby traps for them and stuff like that you know <laughs> mm-hmm. i've watched home alone enough yeah yeah i think i would probably do zombies then i'd probably do zombies you know i definitely can't outrun them but i could probably outsmart them 
you know, I, I, think I love I've how enough. you have, I love how you have so much uh, faith in Greg when we all said, including listener Lindsay, that in fire <laughs> in the sky, he would be the one to get out of the truck <laughs> and get, mm-hmm. you know, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Or, uh, Greg probably would be trying to make some type of booby trap and like sever his artery or something like that by accident. Just bleed out. Yeah, the definitely misfire. Yeah. Go yeah. Off myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny that's funny yeah uh let, let's get to the end of this movie now let's get to the end you know uh pretty much like we talked about once they're thrown from the car you know they <sighs> they you know go on different trains here the trains are kind of crashing at some point you know it, it ends up pretty much being uh the baseball guy and his girl get bit you know they get bit and die i, I really didn't care that oh. much I, I wasn't that invested <gasps> you were that invested what? to their characters though well i I started crying about halfway through this movie and it didn't stop. My crying just got more oh, okay. You start wait, so you started crying when our favorite guy got bit? Is that when it started? I don't remember. Or was I, it or was I it when the dad like took the daughter's hand for the first time? So that was pretty I remember that part being like, Oh I don't even know. I cried through the majority <laughs> of this movie, but yeah, I mean when I, I like when she got bit, it's not like I was like, Oh no, I'm so sad. It was his reaction. Yeah. The fact that he just sat there and cried. Oh, and, yeah. And it was like 50% he just knew it was over for him. But the other 50% was like, why do I even care? Like, I, I did love her and she's gone and all my buddies are gone. And Yeah, he had to deal with that twice. Uh, his his whole team and his friends and then then his girl. That's... Yeah, I, I thought that was just... You know, and yeah, and the whole ending is just heartbreaking. I mean, this is like a very emotional, heartbreaking movie, which is very unusual for a horror film. Um, so it just hits you hard. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I cried on a horror movie. That's I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever cried you. in a horror I cannot movie. Not tell you. I think. Yeah. I think I. I think I cried watching people under the stairs because I was like, "This is this is trash." <laughs> Different kind of cry. <laughs> All right, still, still a four-star movie for me, so we're not gonna go there. Oh my god! Okay, all right, all right, Greg, all right. Yeah, um, who wants? Do you, who wants to set up the end then? Who wants to kind of set up the end of the movie then? Kind of where we're at? No, nobody. You're gonna make me do it. I, I don't know what that means, Laura. You're like pointing. I don't know what's nobody there. I'm pointing. Well, she put into the helicopter. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll get okay, to you do it, Greg. Good job. You end up with Sokwu and his daughter Suan. And the pregnant woman, uh, Seung Kung, they get to the the train engine. It's literally just a train engine on it by itself with Yong Suk. And you find out that Yong Suk was actually bit by a zombie. And um, he's kind of, he's slowly turning. And Mm -hmm. he's standing in the way of sakwu suan and Seung kung getting to the controls of the train and, and getting to basan safely mm-hmm. yeah yeah so they're pretty much the last ones to survive they're on the last final train they're on the way hopefully to be saved and he's just standing their way he's he's still turning at that point he's not fully a zombie yet because he's talking yeah. and he's kind of like take me home or something like that and then the guy's like hey like you got bit and that's when he realized like oh shit i did so then he goes full zombie and tries to bite him um yeah so it's 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 not like a you know it's, not, it's an okay fight scene you know they're pretty much just pushing each other and this and that and um, i think the you know the the main guy like puts a chain around his waist so he can kind of like almost throw them off the train but of course the chain like catches him so he doesn't fall um but then of course when he gets back up he realizes that 
that he was bit. Mm -hmm. So now he has that realization of, I only have maybe a couple minutes here before I'm going to turn. And so he has to pretty much tell his daughter, you know, like you need to stay with her now, you know, you need to stay with the the pregnant wife uh, lady, you know, and stay with her. She's going to take you to Basan and hopefully find the mother, you know, hopefully find your yeah. mother. And then just like you said, just like the, the emotion you're at at that point of like seeing this mm-hmm. father, like have to like say goodbye to his daughter like that. It's super like emotional, you know, and just like, like I said, the girl's acting, the little girl's acting oh. is so good where she's like screaming, she's sobbing. Yeah, sobbing, yes. screaming for him, like, you know, like my son screams like that, but that's because like I didn't give him a toy or something like that. You know, he's spoiled. So, but like that like <laughs> guttural scream she does of like, you know, like come back, come back, you know, it is super like it got me. I was telling my wife, like ever since I did become like a parent and more or less a father, like father, son things get to me a lot. Like we talked about that on, in um in Pet Cemetery when the little mm-hmm. boy died, like it really got to me. Like this got to me, but it didn't get to me that much sadly because it's a daughter which is weird you know it still got to me but it's not the same i didn't cry i told my wife if this was a boy i would have cried actually what the fuck that is not okay well i mean it's just like it's like i can't a hundred percent relate i can't like a hunt i don't i can't like envision like my son in that i don't know why i just couldn't do it that's so weird. Don't look at a gender. Just look at a child and a parent. I did. And that's why I was on the verge of crying. But if it was like a oh boy, my God. I, I was hysterical. Well, yeah, of course. That mm-hmm. is nuts. Wow. Yeah, you have a daughter. So I would assume you're. No, were but he's oh. a father. Mm-hmm. I was still hysterical. A parent. He's a parent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a parent and a child. What about you, Greg? Where do it... you lie? Am I an asshole, Greg? Is that what you want to yeah. say? <laughs> no, I, I don't think you're an asshole, but I'm on the side of. I, I I I saw it twice. I I cried both times, and it's because he he's disconnected from his kid, and you know this from the beginning of the movie. And through this traumatic experience, he he finally understands where his where she's coming from, son or daughter, or not like they're not connected. And he's not doing a good enough job as a father, and he finally learns, and they finally bond, and they finally are able to spend time, and they have to be separated forever. Mm-hmm. because he's got bit it, that's it's so it's so heartbreaking and and tragic and it's just, frankly just fucked up i mean yeah i i the part that re- that really gets me is when he locks young kung and and suan in the controls and says turn on the brake when it's safe and you'll get to safety and he locks them in so he can't or he or nobody else can get into the control room and attack them then he he runs to the back of the engine to the railing and right before he stands at the edge he has a you know a vision and he, and he thinks of holding Su oh, as yeah. an infant <laughs> and you just you see like a young sock woo kind of like with his hair and he and he looks so happy and and it's like you've gone through honestly you've gone through almost two hours of just mayhem and depression and sadness and just carnage and then you have that moment that flashes it's very like holy and for the first time he smiles and he has that memory of his kid that's just i felt like a Mm -hmm. knife got stuck in my heart like and i i I just i really felt that moment that was just so rough rob Mm -hmm. that didn't get you like what are what is wrong no that did get me i just wasn't like blubbers i wasn't like blubbering i wasn't like sobbing i was like it did get me so you're telling me that pet cemetery (laughs) made you blubber but this did not because that's not okay (laughs) 
No, I'm just saying, like, okay, I guess that is true, I guess so. The, the, the final scene did get me more because the baby was a little, it's a baby, so it's more ambiguous. I couldn't really distinguish it from yeah, a boy or a girl. Yeah. So that one was a little bit more to me where I was like, okay, that does just like a baby, you know, a baby kind of is almost genderless. So yeah, the baby got to me a little bit more because then I did remember like when my son was born and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So I, I had like maybe one like baby tear roll down. You know, but uh, but not like Pet Cemetery where I was crying like for a couple of minutes and that kid got run over. Spoilers, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you next time I see you. <laughs> yeah, Rob, you need to rewatch it and see, mm-hmm. and just kind of like I don't know, mm-hmm. think of it as a. I'll, a I'll just I'll have my my have my son stand next to the TV as I watch the scene so I can just look at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get to the actual like last bit of this movie now. You know, um, the pregnant lady and the daughter. Their train finally stops in Busan and uh, the military's there. They're not zombified, thank God. So the military's there. They have like scope rifles. They're watching, trying to check who's coming in. And uh, the daughter and the pregnant lady are walking through a dark tunnel. So you can't really see them that well. The military guys are using their scopes to try to see who's coming. Um, They see people coming. They radio to the corporal probably or something like that of like, we have two incoming, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The guy's like, you know, can you verify, you know, if they're zombies or not? And they pretty much are like, no, like we have no visual. We can't visualize. And then the the commander guy's like, just kill him, kill him, you know? So he's going to shoot him. And the next thing you hear is like the little girl singing, which we really didn't talk about. I kind of forgot about this now is the very beginning of this movie. You know, one of the things that the dad does is he misses her recital in the very beginning of this movie, you know, and that's kind of like the one thing he watches the video, you know, where she tried to sing the song and she couldn't sing it, you know, and that's really, I think what changes his mind to be like, I'll take you to your mother because he really felt bad. And then later on in the movie, she kind of tells him, I couldn't sing because you weren't there. So at the end of this movie, when they're walking through the tunnel to hear her singing the song i would say for her father you know like like finishing the song for her father that just like killed himself you know so they could survive that was the closest i think laura to where i was like almost gonna cry because well you were already yeah. you were already crying all over the place laura i was hysterical and hysterical. can i just say that <laughs> wait, I wait, was wait, wait 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 what does hysterical mean i picture you hysterical to me is like you have fallen on the floor on this point and you're like sobbing on the floor i was sobbing on my couch <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. I like that visual. Okay. I think I, I think I already told Greg this, but I watch this with my husband and he, he has a terrible uh, memory. So he couldn't remember the first time watching this um, and the emotions. He was like, the movie ended and I'm, I'm hysterical. And he's like, wow, that was really emotional. And I could tell he was just holding it in. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just let it out. Let it out, man. I'm here for you. And then he did. And it's just like, it's a very emotional movie. Yeah, it is. But I will say that that, especially she sings the song. It's this Hawaiian song. It's a very sad song. And it's, it's truly talking like to the dead, like until we meet again. Mm-hmm. And this is really embarrassing, but it's actually in Lilo and Stitch, which is a Disney movie, <laughs> you know, at, the older sister sings it to Lilo and she thinks that she's going to be taken from CPS child protection services mm-hmm. because she can't like handle her. And she sings this to her like until we meet again. And it's just like, I don't know that song. Oh, it just gets you right in the feels. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Greg? Were you were you hysterical? Were you like were you like Laura? Did you fall on your couch? Were you like Laura's husband? Were you uh, you know, holding <laughs> it in until you can like sneak away and cry in the bathroom by yourself? 
I, I was in the middle, you know, you do this thing, you know, guys, where you, you try to hold in your tears, but then at some point it kind of like, it wells up in your eyes and you, yeah. all you do, is you do one blink. <laughs> and when you, when, when you do the one blink, it's kind of like, Oh, suddenly you've got like just a face full of water yeah. on your cheeks. And that was me. And I just kind of like, you know, I didn't want to like rub it. I don't know. I was <laughs> being stupidly manly I, about it, but um, I was definitely like crying that, that on that. Can I, you guys, why can't you just cry? What's the big deal? Oh, I just can cry, cry man. I, I, I cried for Pet Cemetery. I told you that. I don't have a problem crying, you know? I just... I... You just have a problem with girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with girls. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I cannot fully associate, like, my son in that, in that thing. I just can't do it, you know? I'm sorry, Laura, you know? I just couldn't do it. You know, I'm sorry. I guess I'm, uh, I don't know what you call that, but uh, yeah, a-hole, I guess. You're that COO guy. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I'm hey. not that bad. Oh, uh, she's come called on. Young Suk. Dang, it's messed Dang. up, Laura. You know, just take me, to, take like, me to my mommy. Name? Yeah, take me to my mommy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's pretty much the end of the movie it pretty much ends there they didn't get killed you know i i assume she finds her mother hopefully i don't know but it doesn't really go anything yeah. more than that um yeah so I, I don't think we really need to go over positives because we've really just been talking about all the stuff we like this whole freaking yeah. podcast you know like i said this is a great movie we talked about everything we liked it's so highly rated but did you guys have any negatives did you have any negatives though i just have one little one it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. Um, it, And I feel kind of like a hypocrite saying this because I was truly, I was truly in the whole movie. There was never a point where I was taken out, but I just felt like it was too long. That's exactly my thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a little too long. Um, even though I loved every scene, I think that there were some where I could probably say, oh, maybe like, you know, I think when maybe the train derailed, we didn't need that. Yeah. At that point, we had been going for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so that honestly is the only negative I have to, uh, for me, why this movie isn't perfect. It was just a little too long. I'm exactly, that's my only point too, Laura. Um, yeah, because there, there's a thing like when I watch movies, if I ever, while I'm watching something, I'm thinking like, like what? how long has this been going? If I ever have yeah. that thought, then I'm like, that's usually means it's went a little too long. Um, and yeah. I did have that in this in this point. I think it was, it might have been towards the train part where I was like, how mm-hmm. long is this movie going on? Because they're clearly not at the end yet. You know, and I think that's when I checked and I didn't realize it was like a two hour movie. It's like an hour and 56 minutes or something like that. I think it was over two hours. Yeah. So. Like you said, they should have cut out one whole sequence from somewhere you know and then kind of done it but yeah that was my only negative too was it it was a slightly too long for me you know uh, yeah what about you greg i didn't really have there were small tidbits here and there throughout the movie that i but it, it's so minor it's not even worth mentioning so yeah i'd say no i don't really you have like anything. nothing no not not worth mentioning i mean i don't even have notes on it but i i remember there being small things here with like the editing or the cgi or something but it's is so minor like nitpicky things you know yeah nitpicky mm-hmm. yeah okay okay all right well that's cool that's cool um yeah let's uh, yeah let's let's get to the ratings then for this uh so let's do uh let's do how many baseball bats one to five how many baseball bats for this movie you know um nice. So let's let Greg go first because Greg had no negatives. So let's see how many baseball bats Greg is going to be swinging with. Oh, I get to swing with as many as. Okay, I'm going to be swinging with all the bats here. Um, I'm giving this movie four and a half baseball bats. Uh, even watching it for the first time, instantly one of my favorite horror movies of all time. 
definitely within the last 10 years and probably my second favorite zombie movie uh, of all time. There's, there's no question about that. It's, it's so great. I, I think in a lot of ways, uh, a foreign movie lends itself to this, to the story and the acting and everything. So I think if, if this were done in the States, Hollywood would have fucked it up. They would have yeah. made it like chop, like I said, chopping people's heads off, sh- blowing brains up, Power Man five thousand tracks all throughout. It's something <laughs> silly Man. and and dumb like you know a, a fourth Dawn of the Dead movie, and it would have ruined the whole thing. But the fact that it was based on these characters um, that you cared about and that were real, and tr- you know sprinkle in a lot of social commentary about the different classes and about society uh, in Korea and the family structure and how important it is to their way of living and their culture is just something that you, you couldn't do here in the States very well or, or uniquely. Um, it was such a great movie. Yeah. Four and a half. Four and a half. Nice. Nice. Uh, what about you, Laura? How many baseball bats? I'm the same four and a half. Hmm. This would have been a five for me um, if it weren't a little too long. Yeah, but otherwise, mm-hmm. I just thought I had no complaints. The acting, the storyline, the zombies—I mean, it was all fantastic. And even though I was upset through a lot of it, crying and miserable and heartbroken, and I, even characters that I hated—you know, like the the COO of the train—I um, recognize that that just means it was a really good movie to cut co- to you know, get me to experience those kinds of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I would say I would give this movie a five if it was a little boy, but sadly it wasn't a little boy. So (laughs) oh, you motherfucker. This guy. Nope. Yeah. This guy. Exactly. This young sook. I swear to God. Guess what? My, if anything ever happens to my husband and I, you're not getting my daughter because clearly you are going to treat her like shit. So <laughs> I'm like, wow, you never... don't you don't have a brother? Like, okay, all right, you know, um, yeah, yep. yeah, oh. okay, well, yeah, uh, I can't give him a five then, so uh, so I'll do four and a half then, like you guys, we're all giving it a four and a half, obviously for different reasons. <laughs> My mine's a little uh, douchish, but uh, yeah, <laughs> douchish. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah four and a half i mean like you guys said this is like such a good movie i mean acting directing writing the fact that like i said from the beginning like it's a zombie movie but there's so many layers to it you know whether it's like you know all the subplots of the people and like their stories and how they care about each other and you know even like the secondary and third characters like you care about like just so well done so well done all around yeah for me four and a half Four and a half. It's a really great movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So cool. Yeah. This might be like it's always odd when we're like all in unison. It's very rare <laughs> that we have the exact same ratings. You know, I feel like it's only happened maybe one or two other times. You know. I gotta say, Greg, for having mostly you know movies that we don't love, <laughs> the the two times that we've loved them, we've really loved them. I feel like Triangle also had the has the letters of train in it, right? So I think I just have to pick oh, train movie movies. titles with T-R-A-I-N in mm-hmm. it. Shit. That's true. Yeah. That just blew my mind. Me. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I learned from this movie. Is, yeah. Uh, I got to f- make sure to watch the movies with, with those five letters. Yeah. Just make sure there's no girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I'm sorry, Laura. I'm just messing around. Come on. <laughs> I know, but I have a real problem with you right now. I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. So speaking of problems with me, next week is my movie pick. So you're gonna have a big problem oh, with God. this. So okay. uh, you know, I've been joking for a couple of weeks now that I've had some pretty solid picks. You know, I I had host, which was like, you know, everybody said everybody loves it. You know, it's a great pick. But uh, yeah, so this week I'm going back to my Rob's random movie picks because I haven't done one in a while now. And we're going to do. Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess. Yeah, it's probably the only one left on my list. Mm-hmm. Is it Return to Oz? Yes, we're doing 1985's. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I knew. We're doing 1985's Return to Oz. Uh, this movie, I saw this movie when I was like really young. It came out in 85, so I was only a couple years old. So I must have saw it at like a video store or something like that when I was like little thinking it was, you know, of course, Dorothy and Oz and that stuff and this movie's super dark it's super dark and it's like it's almost like it's like a tim burton version you know i know it wasn't directed by him but it's very tim burton-esque so i just wanted to rewatch it just for the fuck of it you know um i'm sorry if anybody listening it's i i I somewhat consider it horror because it, it, the imagery alone is pretty creepy in it. Um, yeah. So we're doing 1985's return to Oz, you know, and like I told Laura, I think nice. a couple of weeks ago, uh, the star of this movie is what's your name from the craft. Yeah. It's like Farusha Balk or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's her. That's her. This is her when she was, Oh my God, she was like eight or 10 in this movie. You yeah. know? Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to watch next week. You know, uh, I'll apologize up front, but I feel like watching it. So screw you guys, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. So we'll check it out. We'll see what happens, you know? Um, yeah. So that's it for the week here. You know, like I said, uh, you know, you guys can always like email us in anything, uh, any other movies uh, we can uh, possibly review. You can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Um, also remember subscribe, rate, review us, you know, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, you know, yeah. And this has been a conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura. And Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture your way. See ya. Bye. Bye. Subjective.